0: What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel, and today we're going to dive into the discussion about relationships and marriage. Let's talk about what's the difference between someone who's good to you and someone who's good for you. That's an interesting thing because a lot of people say, you know, as long as they're in a partnership with somebody who's good to them, they're good. Well, here's the thing. Just because somebody's good to you don't mean they're really good for you. People can be good to you. They can be nice to you. They can show you gratitude. They can show you attention and affection. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're good for you. A lot of people are good to us, right? Could be friends, could be families, could be co-workers. You know, people can be good to you just by being pleasant. That's all that that requires. But it doesn't necessarily mean the person is good for you because they could be toxic. They could be distractionary. You know, there's so many ways that a person cannot be good for you. So whenever you're looking at dating and marriage, what are the things that would make a person good for you? Let's talk about it. Now, first of all, you have to understand that there is no one way for a person to be good for everybody in the general public. That is impossible. So whenever we read all these relationship manuals or little articles, little cute memes and stuff, you know, they cute and all. And maybe you're going to laugh and maybe you're going to smile and maybe you're going to shake your head. but It doesn't really mean that that's true across the board because every time I read one of those articles, there's always somebody I know who's going to say, yeah, but I don't need or want half of that. Matter of fact, some of those things on that list are actually a problem for me, not a benefit. So, the first thing that you have to do is stop believing the generalizations about what makes a person a good partner, a good lover, a good man, a good woman. We always hear that thing about, you know, I need me a good man, I need me a good woman. And the issue with that is, is that what's good to one person is not good to the other person. You know, when we think about everything else in life, whether it be food, cars, um, you know, exercise, activities, there's nobody there's no blanket thing that we all agree is good honestly not even chocolate okay i was surprised you know because i love chocolate but there's some people out there who don't really like it it's not like a thing for them So you have to first recognize that generalizations don't work. What's good for one might not be good for you. So you have to first analyze from a perspective of who you are and where you're going, what is good for you. I think this is a major mistake that a lot of us make early on in dating, like the 18 to 25 age bracket, is that we're just looking for somebody who's nice to us and we're not really looking at what we can build with. Now, you know, in a certain phase in your life, that's fine. But a lot of the time, though, we take the good to us person very serious and we get emotions tied in. And some people end up having children and sharing expenses with somebody that's not going to be good for them long term. And you might not be good for them long term. You see what I'm saying? And we, we get these entanglements. Because we're not really dating with a wise mindset. So I'm hoping that you guys will share this with everybody that you know, regardless of their age. But definitely with people 18 to 25 to kind of get them set up right with that right mentality so they don't end up getting themselves entangled into a mess. So the first thing that you need to do um, is recognize that as you are dating, if you're 18 to 25 and your brain is like, I'm not right now trying to find what's marriage ready for me right then make sure that you avoid those entanglements don't live with the person make sure that you don't have any children with them do not entangle your finances or anything else with this person I would advise not introducing them to your family because family gets attached to people I don't think y'all realize that like you introduce somebody to your family when you're 22 and this is the person that you're with for like two years and then y'all grow into maturity and recognize, uh, okay, this ain't gonna work. We're gonna go our separate ways. And then later on, y'all come back with a new person and your family is comparing them to your ex. You see, that's just an issue. You know, your family got attached to that person. So first and foremost, if you're in the dating phase where you're not interested in marrying, don't introduce your partners to your family. They don't need to see every person you're dating. That's not necessary. If that person's not going to be a part of your life long-term, why y'all be introducing them to family? I never understood that. It's like every boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, potential person in your life, you bringing them to your family. Like, hey, this the new one? That don't make no damn sense. Really, y'all. So that's my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice is, you know, at the time that you are starting to date, and you know you recognize that you might find somebody see this is the thing when you first start dating them you don't know if they're married or not you have to decide that you as a person are ready for a lifetime partner you have to communicate with yourself and be honest with yourself because having a lifetime partner is a benefit when you're ready for it it's a huge benefit because it's it's stabilizing it's foundational um, you have an ally, you have a counterpoint that you can really, really like build and grow from with this person. So, you know, at some point, usually between the ages of like 25 and 30, most people, whether men or women, realize, you know what, it would be nice if I had a stabilized partner in my life. That 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 point B, that centerpiece, right? Someone to build with. And that is the critical point in this conversation. What is good for you is what's going to build with you so how do you determine what's good for building with you well you have to look at where you are and where Where you're you're going so first of all you should honestly find somebody who is in a similar situation to where you are at present and who has similar aspirations and aims for their future it doesn't mean that you have to have the exact same industry or anything like that but just those foundational things like you know they're going in a similar direction to you as far as they're advancing. You know, or you know they they want the same things within their next five years, right? They don't have to stick to the plan exactly, but that the two of you are both in a growth process, in the same method or in the same level, right? Um, and they have to be the type of person that you can cooperate with. So that's one of the things that you find out while you're dating. That's the thing you have to decide on now is, like, what kind of personality do I cooperate with? Well, what are the attributes that I would need to cooperate with a person? This does not mean that they're perfect. This does not mean that you don't disagree or have, you know, occasional disputes. But you shouldn't have a lot of arguments. I never understood what people said, if you have a good marriage, you don't argue. you know, cursing people out, slamming doors and stuff. What the hell's wrong with y'all, okay? Y'all need to learn how to communicate when you have a disagreement to where you're not insulting each other or injuring your bond. You have to recognize when you get to those points of anger and exit and, and respect the exit, you feel me? So you have to find somebody that you can comfortably disagree with without disrupting and dismantling your entire relationship that you're gonna communicate, look, I'm, I'm mad right now space and y'all are both going to agree, hey, I'm going to go over here and breathe. And then after I breathe, we're going to come back and finish this conversation. You have to have that kind of mentality. And that means that both of you are ready for what's called an actual healthy, functioning, empowering relationship. So deciding what those attributes are, write them down now, whether you're single or in a relationship or whatever, write down what those attributes are that you really, really need and that you know that you cooperate well with. And that way, when you're dating, you're basically testing out the bond according to what you know works or doesn't work. Now, some of you are going to make this list of attributes, and then once you start dating, you might come to the the realization that your list isn't exactly 100% accurate, and that's okay. You don't have to be beholden unto this list. It's just kind of a guide as you date you're keeping yourself focused on testing out um, this person and this dating connection along wise lines and wise thoughts these ideas that you had while you were single and not fixated on an individual you feel me on that okay so that's the next step now for those of you who are already in relationships or marriages you know i don't i don't advocate for disrupting a partnership if you feel like well maybe it's not working you with occasional disruptions or whatever the case may be, you could use this to strengthen your bond. What are the things that the two of you should be doing to cooperate better? Because that's really what a relationship and a marriage has always been about. It's about people coming together for the empowerment of each other, their union, and everybody in their household, right? So whether or not you have children with your partner, you guys you know, might have five kids, or might have two kids, you might have no kids, but everybody in the household should be empowered from the way that you two work together. Someone said that in the modern era, marriage isn't as necessary and I disagree because throughout society's history, people have needed to work together and that requires agreement and cooperation. So as you're processing some dating and getting to marriage, that's what marriage really is about. It's just that two people are working together as lifetime partners to build That is something that always maintains the same. So this is my best advice to all of you out there in the dating world, the marriage world, the relationship world, is just number one, you know, if you're not in a state of mind, you're 18 to 25 for uh, marriage or whatever, then you need to make sure you avoid entanglement. When it comes time, you decide, hey, you know what, it might be time for me to look for a life partner, somebody I can build with. Then you need to develop that list that'll be that guide you're already in a partnership of, uh, at this time, look for ways to strengthen and empower that partnership. Now, if it's toxic, you might want to exit it. But I'm not going to advocate for that because I'm actually an advocate for building and strengthening current bonds as opposed to disrupting them because a lot of people are exiting relationships that they really should just be working on. Everybody, this has been Word of a Rebel. Please hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Word of a Rebel. Give me your input, give me your feedback. People at, I'd love to hear from people at different levels of this process. People who are married, people who are dating, people who got kids, people who don't have kids, some of the people 18, 25. I want to hear from y'all. Let me know what y'all think about this. Do you think this is wise advice? you think this is wise suggestions? Hit me up at word of a rebel, especially on Instagram. You can DM me, leave me a comment. I always appreciate my comments and my discussions. You guys inspire me and lead me to have future discussions. Also, if you like the content that you're hearing here, you can support this podcast on Anchor. You can decide to subscribe to the podcast, or you can also go to my Patreon at Word of a Rebel and leave your donations there to further empower and support this podcast and the future content that will come out of it. On Patreon, you also get access to shark films and other goodies that are only available through Patreon. So everybody, I appreciate you. I send you all love, and I just send out my wishes for your best growth in loving relationships and bonds.